This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. It is this time of the month, or at least the, the 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 second time of the month, where it's film and spirits time, isn't it, Sean? <laughs> it is. I feel like it's been a while. It's been no, a couple it's weeks. Been two, it's Has it been two. It feels two, like it's two, been two. like four weeks. I kid you not. It's been three. I think it's been not not more than three. I think yeah, it's three. But it but feels it's... like it has been longer. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. How how was giving um, out the candy for the kids? It was the first yeah, time you, was you got re- to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun experience because I think I'm uh, I went back to my childhood because it's the same neighborhood that I grew up in. Um and snow has just felt so natural. So a lot of cool little kids and cool little costumes. Sometimes you're you're wondering if maybe the, the kid like trick or treating is maybe too old to <laughs> to pick up candies or do, and but again they had original costumes so I just like give them a free ride and give them candy anyways. But yeah, no, it was a fun time. How about you? How did you spend your Halloween? I watched Halloween Kills. <laughs> Ah, okay, yeah, for sure you were you were missing this one before. Yeah, and so, so uh, I stayed at home. I got some candy. Just turned all the lights down, put the blanket on, buy my onesie. Just watching Halloween Kills on Halloween. That's that's how it was on my end. Um, I'm a little disappointed for you because Halloween Kills is not that great. So I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, maybe, I maybe. think it started off quite well, and the movie lost a lot of momentum. Maybe. 20 minutes in yeah Yeah. and it was a lot of absurdity a lot of like misplaced humor um again um, jimmy lee curtis is barely in a hospital on a on a bed even like her her family her daughter and her granddaughter they were barely in the movie too it was a lot of like the mob and i was just like who are these people so yeah evil dies tonight sean (laughs) they said that a lot of times they said that a lot (laughs) of times um so we got a lot to talk about today and before we do that i want to welcome any potential new listeners and welcome back any returning listeners we are super grateful for you to be checking out the show yeah and it's a special one for us today actually for you to pop in because it's our 30th official episode uh, Big three, yeah. So happy birthday, Sean. Happy birthday, happy birthday, to, birthday us. To, our, to our project. 30 episodes, that's something. It's cool. Yeah. Are you drinking anything special for the special episode? I am, actually. Um, it's something that I think for once has a unique film reference. Um, so I'll try to make you um, just guess it. Uh, so if I say... All right, all right, all right. What pops to mind? Dazed and confused. N- well, uh, days, 
well, I was going to say McConaughey. Well, yeah, McConaughey. Well, yeah, McConaughey's uh, <laughs> line and dazed and confused. Yes, but yeah, uh, or just McConaughey overall. But yes, McConaughey just, overall. I didn't know yeah. that it's in this film, like he said it more often than not. So I, it's I, his I first film, that. and that's where it came from. True, true, true. So yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Because do you know to which brand Matthew McConaughey is associated to? Uh, I know what it is because you sent me a video once before. I can't remember the label offhand, but I remember watching the video that he's. You hate like of. it's a, it's a simple hint. You hate it. <laughs> well, it's it's a bourbon, right? Yes, it's a bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure which. It, is it wild turkey? It's wild turkey. Oh but man, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not a regular wild turkey. Okay. I have a bottle of Long Branch on my desk. So Long okay. Branch is actually the bourbon that Matthew McConaughey created with the Wild Turkey team uh, using, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like local resources from Texas uh, as ingredients for this spe- uh, sp- uh, specific bourbon. So it's not the normal Wild Turkey recipe. It's different. It's twisted. And it's more premium. So it's a more expensive bottle. But the reason I took it is that it, I never, 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 never saw it anywhere, like in any ACQs, uh, since I think it, it became available in Canadian shelves maybe, what, two years ago? Um, I saw it like in the LCBOs in Ontario and whatnot, but I was never able to like buy one and get it back home. And for the first time ever, I think at the ACQ right next to my place, there was two bottles of Long Branch available. I'm just like, I have to get it. I'm sorry. I mean, I was looking for that bottle since forever. So I took one and um, I'm drinking it for the first time this evening. I wanted to save it for this occasion. But I'm having Long Branch sign Matthew McConaughey in the Wild uh, Turkey family. Fancy, so, fancy. There we go. You're putting my boring drink to shame. <laughs> but I know, but it's, it depends. You're not a big fan of, of Wild Turkey, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it for you again with my other bottles. See if you maybe get a, <laughs> a kick out of it because I know you didn't appreciate your experience last time. But anyway, what, what do you have in front of you? Uh, I just went out to the liquor store, the SAQ, and... Wasn't sure what I was going to get, so I got some Honey Jack. Uh, as I told you before, a bit of an interesting story when I went to go to the, the liquor store today, but I was looking over at the bottles in the wall, and I look over to my left, and there's this guy. He, he kind of looks shady, like kind of dirty, kind of mm-hmm. shady. Yeah. Probably looks like he takes meth kind of thing, not to generalize or judge, but like he, he looks like he would hang around with uh, Jesse Pinkman's crew. <laughs> And he's shoving okay. a bottle of vodka down his pants. And I'm just there like, really, dude? Like, like come on. Like, he's not even being subtle about it. And I don't know, just something about it irked me. So I waited until he was closer to the door, cause just in case he was carrying a knife or something. Can't trust these guys. And I was just like, so that guy's stealing. Got to yell it super loud. The whole, like, store stopped, like, looked at this guy, like, so it, everyone recognizes his face now. Uh, and the guy was just at the door like, what are you talking about, man? And then just like quickly ran out the door. Manager came over. We spoke, went over the videotapes and all that. So that happened. Wow. You're a, you're a knight in shining armor, man. You're, you're Harvey Dent. They didn't so even give me a cool. discount. <laughs> Not that I was looking no, for one, though. No, we were ta- discussing this right before, and you saw that I saved on tax. I'm like, you never pay tax on alcohol. Yeah. When and I was like, oh, when you're buying shit, it, you're so. right. <laughs> yeah. 
or maybe I don't know. Maybe it's pre like it's it's pre, it's integrated it's, it's in the into price the pie. already. So maybe it's they they you still saved a few bucks. But anyway, yeah, I, I have um, a feeling. I'm proud maybe. of you. I'm proud of you. You did the right well, thing. Thank there. you. So uh, not so everybody just, has your balls. <laughs> well, it, it, like I said, I was like, do I do it? Do I not do it? I'm like, what, what, I don't want to get stabbed over a bottle of vodka of Smirnoff no, it, of all things. Yeah, like oh, it was Smirnoff? It was took? Smirnoff. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was just like, yeah. I don't want to get stabbed over Smirnoff. Unless you say if you're gonna steal something like a Smirnoff. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, uh, uh, it's not necessary to get stabbed over Russian vodka, cheap Russian vodka. Yeah, so <laughs> For, I, I had to so contemplate yeah. it, and I could have just told the manager like discreetly afterwards. But something about deer in the headlights and all the staff and the people who were in the store looking at this guy. I'm like, well, he's on a few people's radar. Maybe he won't come back to that store now. No, you did well, man. All right, thank you. So I will drink to my balls of steel then. But you didn't tell us what you had. Did you have, you have a Jack Daniels honey, right? That's yeah, what you're having? Uh, honey Jack Daniels. I put in my whiskey stones this time. I haven't had the whiskey stones on the show before. I really like these stones. They're like really hard cut cubes like super yeah, rigid yeah, yeah. um so you might hear some of the clanging here and there i'm going to be trying to be a little ginger bring the the cup up but if you hear the odd uh cling clang especially as the drink goes down that is why it adds ambiance so no please do i mean there uh, we clink, go uh, away <laughs> cheers man <laughs> cheers i actually haven't had the honey jack probably since college so it's been a while since I've had it. I liked it quite a bit. Stopped having it. And then just I'm like, let's go back. How was your drink? Oh, it's good. Um, I'm trying to put my finger like on what's different on the taste from the original Wild Turkey. But it's a little smoother, I think, than the, the 101. Not the regular one you have uh, in SEQ. Just the 101, which is like a notch above. It's more, it's, it goes down like most, most, more smoothly. But there's a lot more spice in it. It's not mm. as it's more spicy than the regular 101. There's a lot of vanilla, a lot of sugary stuff. It's just more complex. But it's hard to say. Like, I I, I have to I think to put it on the, um, a tasting glass to um, to really find the, the the unique notes. But it's it's overall it's really good. I'm really happy nice. with it. So I haven't had the the honey jack in a while. So it's it's a nice return flavor for me. It seems smoother than I remember actually. Um, so that's a bit of a surprise, a bit of a welcome one. Um, it's, it's, I've had dessert whiskeys on the show before. This is definitely not a dessert whiskey, despite being a sweeter drink. It's not, I mean, I'm trying to like remember. Like you could, but I like, wouldn't, but I wouldn't advise it. No. Okay. No, because this, I feel like this is a dangerous drink because it's so sweet, but. It still has that kick and that warmth that goes down. It's not something I would only have with the dessert. Like, you could drink this mm. socially kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I, I, I can't remember the last time I had it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I think I was it's been really while. young. There's also a Honey uh, Jack that, Daniels <laughs> lemonade now. <sighs> yeah, no, like in a can. I can't. I can't, I can't. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm, I might try it on the show. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's cool to experiment. So it's I cool guess I can so. try something unique and like get out of my comfort zone eventually. Well, that's what I did. But we have a busy show today. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And it was a good call. I should do that eventually. We have a busy show today. But before, 
Uh, I saw a movie yesterday that really reminded me of you because you're you're an, you're you have Irish blood. More, I think, the more than most of my friends. And um, I saw a new film that I think some of our um, audience members know, and it's a lot of high praise. I think at Cannes and TIFF, I guess. A TIFF, I know, because uh, I know what movie I, you're talking TIFF, about. <laughs> yes, but I think at Cannes as well. Maybe I'm mistaken, but at TIFF for sure. Um, the latest movie by Martin McDonough, you might know him from directing uh, In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Is that it? Is That's that it, it. The, the movie? Yeah, okay. Um, and it's the, the it's a complicated title. It's hard to, to, <laughs> to read and to write properly. It's The Banshees of Inishram. So basically, Inishram is an Irish island. Yeah, fictional um, Irish island doesn't actually exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist? I thought does it did. Exist. Okay, well, thank you. I just learned something. I, wasn't, I was going to do that research just to make sure. Um, and it's basically set in the 1920s with two characters. And it's funny because it's the same duo as in Bruges. So it's Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleeson, who are friends. Who have, they, basically, it's an island. There's nothing to do. Basically, you just do farming and you drink every day. <laughs> That's, the That's basically rural Ireland. <laughs> a rural Ireland and nothing else. And when you go to the pub, basically, it's Irish beer, Irish stouts. In bottles, not even on kegs, not not even it's it's hot on the shelf. It's not even cooled and whatnot. And it's the and same like seven reason, people. <laughs> yes, always. So it's maybe there's a hundred people on the island max. Uh, and basically, for some weird reason, Brendan Gleeson's character decides that Colin Farrell's character is no longer his friend after spending maybe what the last twenty years doing the exact same routine together. He just doesn't want to talk to him anymore. And because he finds him boring. <laughs> so, and again, there's a lot of humor and absurdity and like the whole theme of the movie. But still, at the end, you still find yourself wondering like about the morale of it and say, am I like a good, not boring friend to my to, to my network and my entourage, basically? Like it, it still got me thinking, am I am I am I not am, am I a boring person? I hope not. But it's overall, it was a great film. Really fun. Um, cinematography was great. Great performances, especially Brendan Gleeson was amazing in that film. Um, I have a question about the movie because Martin McDonough yeah. is known for known for humor that wouldn't fly in an American movie. But as an Irish filmmaker, he tends to push a lot of boundaries with a lot of politically incorrect and politically charged humor. Things you couldn't say in a civil conversation, especially in Bruges. Does this yeah. movie have that type of humor? I would say less so because, again, it's so isolated. You're not... You're, like, suspended in time. I mean, they tell you it's 1923 and there's supposed to be an Irish civil war at that time, if I'm mistaken, between the IRA, the IRA and, I don't know, freedom fighters of some sort in, in Northern Ireland. But... Um, you're so like you come suspending in time because you're not attached to anything else in the world. So, I mean, yes, it's black comedy, but I don't think it's as is. Pff, I, I don't know, like as dirty maybe as is in Bruges. It's not as harmful to your principles or your moral values. It's, yeah, it's there's some humor in, in Bruges that I don't even know if, if they were to release in Bruges today if they can even get it out. Oh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. And again, that's not so long ago. This movie is what 2008. 2008 I think? Yeah, yeah. 
Jesus. So I watched um, it recently, no. and there are lines in Bruges where I'm just like, I don't understand considering 2022's mindset why there hasn't been a call to get this movie canceled or something because some of the, the lines in that movie are just like, whoa! Oh, yeah, 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 I know for sure. But no, it's not the case here. I think it's a little more accessible. Uh, even if the, more, the movie at times is a little violent and gory for really surprising reasons... Um, it's an easy watch. Um, it's not that long either, so it's pretty. It's it's still pretty accessible. People say that it's his best film since In Bruges. I think I tend to agree, even though I really really liked Seven Psychopath. Uh, I know it's it's not maybe it's it's not everyone's favorite, but I prefer um, billboards to psychopaths. Really interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's my least favorite billboards, to be honest. But uh, uh, no, it's 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 good. It's really good. Well written. There's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the Irish accents, like the deep Irish accents that you're looking for, you'll have them. So we watched it with subtitles and thank God because <laughs> uh, uh, it was hard to follow at times. But um, no, that both Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell are great in this. Well-directed, well, good cinematography, um, absurd, funny. No, it's, it's good. It's good Martin McDonough. So I think that this movie will do well in the, uh, the next award season, hopefully. Um, nice. so I recommend it for you and I know for sure you'll like it so well I I really want to go see it I think there's only like one theater uh, two or three town, maybe but three. yeah it's yeah it's not a wide released movie so no I'm going to try to see it but if not I'm going to have to wait but I do want to see it because unfortunately uh, I watched, it's no it's, oh sorry I was just going to say it's no longer a movie that's is like I don't know like unquote unquote deemed appropriate for for theaters because it's no they don't think they're doing much enough money on on, on movie tickets yeah. not anymore it's the sad reality we live in but uh yeah it's it's still on a few screens here if you can still catch it in the next few weeks I but go ahead what were you saying uh well the convenience of streaming segueing perfectly into that train of thoughts in an ironic kind of sense um i watched in german Im Westen Nick Nueves, I think is the title, which translates to All Quiet on the Western Front. This movie is supposed to be really good. Uh, I haven't it's I know it's on Netflix. Really I haven't watched I haven't watched it, but it's a war movie, but on from the perspective of the Germans. Yeah, it's based on, on a book war, yeah. for, uh, that was written right after World War One and in nineteen twenty nine. There is an American version of the movie that came out in nineteen thirty. It won Best Picture at the Oscars. So this is a remake of the book, and it's in German this time. It's not an American production. It's a German production, and it is considered one of the greatest books of all time. It's hmm. an anti-war movie that is harrowing. Very difficult to watch at times. Um, the Sparks Note summaries about this boy, he, he signs up. It's 1917. And he's like, we're going to fight the good fight. The, the German war machine is all like, you must fight for the fatherland. There's glory in that. Like, you'll be a hero. We got mm-hmm. to go to war, and it's going to be glorious. Yeah. And from the moment they get off the, tr- the truck, essentially, it's just all downhill from there. Like, the, the expression, war is hell, is this movie. And we jump after like an introduction in 1917 
where we see like the first battle from the point of view of our protagonist. We jump to a couple of days before November 11th, 1918, when the war ended. And it's just those final days and the exhaustion. And they're like, is trying to figure out what the point of the the war is essentially and there's yeah go ahead yes yeah, and they're, they're trying to figure it out and he's just being broken down and like defeated mentally and exhausted and the the war imagery is quite graphic it's like up there with private ryan and which was pretty graphic yes and yeah. you're just feeling this sense of not per se dread, but the sense of what is the point of mm-hmm. all of this. And you carry that exhaustion and that burden with you the whole time. And in between these moments of war and conflict, you have these moments of like self-reflection and conversation mm-hmm. between the soldier friends. And what are they going to yeah. do after the war? And what did they do before the war? And there's this subtext of... Uh, recycle not recycling but like a cycle things repeat one of the earliest imageries we see in the movie is the um, people cleaning up the battlefields and they, they strip the soldiers of their uniform and they take the clothes and they're all covered in blood and they bring them back to the city they wash them and they wring them out and they redeploy the same uniforms back to the line and they still have the name tag of the previous soldier and there's this theme of you're, it's coming back. It's coming back. Mm-hmm. You're coming back to war. The, the clothes are coming back. Uh, the ideologies come back. And there's this sense of it's never going to end. Mm. So it's, it's a very thought-provoking movie. It's, the cinematography is gorgeous. Oh. Yeah, but it's one of those movies when you're, you're watching it, it's, it's harrowing. It reminded me a lot of 1917 meets Saving Private Ryan in a way. Yeah, so cinematography, it's 1917 gorgeous because I remember 1917 yeah, really well. And I know good. that the cinematography was hard to beat on that one. There's this one shot, maybe three quarters of the way through the movie, and the Germans are retreating. And it's very interesting watching it from the point of view of the Germans. Yeah. and Because they don't vilify the Germans. No. No, they're um, just normal soldiers of the front. They're just and they're, they're believing yeah. in their cause. Yeah, yeah. They don't even per se believe in the cause. <laughs> They just, so, yeah. They yeah, just so that's interesting. Yeah. But this is one shot, and it's it's a wide shot, like a crane a little high up, and you just see, like, the trenches. And the French have pushed into the line, and they just there's this line of flamethrower troopers, and they're just unloading their flamethrowers into the trenches. But it's, like, this wide shot. You just see the hellscape, this, like, torched land, like the trees... There's almost there's like a few trees scattered here and there. They got no leaves. There's like two branches mm. on them. It looks like hell on earth. Interesting. All right, yeah. it's on my list for sure. But uh, as I understood it, yeah. it's it's not a light viewing, but I think maybe a strong contender for international film for oh uh, yeah for next year's uh, Oscar. It's yeah. it's being submitted. I know the the Germans are submitting it for the Oscars for best foreign language. Uh, I'm not up to date on the foreign language, but it's a strong contender. I think uh, it's an important movie to watch, especially considering what's going on in the Ukraine right now. There were a lot of imageries and themes that Mm. felt 
unfortunately timely. We'll say it that way. All right. So mm-hmm. you have me convinced. I'll watch yeah. it. And it's a it's a I fantastic. Really like... It's a five star movie. Like it's it's fantastic. So it's it's on your top. Maybe it was gonna make your top five. Uh, it'll be in my, it'll possibly. be my best of the year. That's for sure. Wow. All yeah. right. Because I like war movies, so for sure I'll um, I'll watch this one. All right. Awesome. Thank you for the for the heads up. Before we jump onto our main subject, which is longer. Um, we can discuss Black Adam real quick because I've seen Black Adam. <laughs> uh, I have not. Um, f- I'm I'm not. Yeah, I'm kind of dumb. Well, not dumb, but I'm less enthusiastic about the superhero movies right now, and the marketing for I, Black Adam didn't really capture me. So I figure it's gonna be on Crave. What? It's it's same for me. I'm yeah, maybe three months. Um, it's it, but it's doing really well at the box it office. If I'm not, but I think that's m- the, the power of the Rock's uh, screen presence. Like that guy can put butts in the seats. Yeah, but again, I mean, we can discuss the Rock as well. There's a lot of things t- to say about him. But Zoe's um, available in Canada so, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I should know because I you should know. Yeah, I should know. No, no, for sure, it's available, but maybe um, not in not in our market, not yet. Eventually, like it being Quebec, our market. But uh, yes, it's available in Canada. It's his energy drink for the people who don't know. Um, so Black Adam, yeah, it's uh, you say it's gonna be like on Crave soon, but again, if it's if it's doing really well um, in theaters, are they gonna wait a little bit before putting it on Crave and HBO Max? Or you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, also Warner Brothers, made it its way onto Crave. By the way, for American listeners, Crave is basically where we get HBO and all the Warner it's HBO, properties. Yeah. Um, so for Fantastic Beasts, it was. I think it might have even been two or three months it wasn't very long but wonder woman 84 was like six months or something like that so yeah. i'm not sure if that's reflective of box office this performance or them just shrinking the the window for being available to stream yeah but yeah. so black adam um following on what you said i'm not keen super keen on superhero movies right now like you i'm just i i, I wanted something light because uh, i was i went to see it with my my father-in-law and my brother-in-law and uh, they, they 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 like superhero movies as as i do so i'm just oh we're, we'll go see something light and uh, we're all really big fans of pierce brosnan and he's in the movie um so and verdict it's not really good <laughs> without any surprise it's not it's i think the term is unimpressive unoriginal uninspired it's action scenes after action scenes i heard without, it's action like, heavy like it's al- it's action heavy it's 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 action heavy it's there's not the scenes where there's a breather and you have people talking you have so few of them so it's there's really the exposition is like given during action scenes and you just have Black Adam is so one dimensional. I mean, he's always, but again, I don't know if that's Dwayne Johnson's acting, which is really, he's really kind of hitting that one note all the time. And it's still this case here, but he, he flies around, he beans people up. He, he never really still stands like on the, on the floor he's always flying in this film which we didn't get from the trailers but he's always in the air (laughs) kind of like the Dementors and Harry Potter it's kind of funny does Dwayne Um, Johnson play Dwayne Johnson or does Dwayne Johnson play Black Adam say in between both because there's still a lot of Black uh, a lot of Dwayne Johnson e kind of aspect to him when you see him 
Because if I understood correctly, I think that in his contracts for films, I think he he's always negotiating the fact that he his character cannot be too much beat up. Yeah. He always has to have the the upper hand all the time and all never time. appear weak. Yeah. So he's more of a he's a little diva, Dwayne Johnson, in that <laughs> in that sense. So um yeah, so for that reason, again, it's it really shows because he doesn't get beat up a bit and uh, a lot in this one. He's always he always pretty much has the upper end. There's no surprises. He's always in control of pretty much everything. So there's not you don't ever really fear for him, uh, but you never really get attached to him either. So it's a little weird. Um, but again, it's just that it's everything felt so unoriginal. Like we've seen this over and over and over again. Nothing surprised us. It's just action, mindless action, and. No, really. Well, I mean, I would say no payoff, but yeah, there's still a little payoff interest. We'll, Which, it depends if we want to go into the spoilers. Well, but man, I, I think we'll everyone knows at this point. Case. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I guess baby spoiler alerts. Baby spoiler alert. We'll mention it in just a few seconds. But for, before that, I would say that the one bright spark of this movie with, was Pierce Brosnan uh, as Doctor Fate. He was really, really good. Uh, really, it like. Um, charismatic, really l a loving hero character, a really good one. Um, and we haven't had those in the DC universe for a while, I think. And he's, yes, he style, he's really powerful. His, his power is interesting. And he's more like the, the moral compass of the whole crew and uh, um, of the films. Uh, he's more of the, the wise, gray haired um hero who can see the future and who serves like as a father figure for everybody on the team uh they call it the justice society so it's not justice league it's justice society um when and was good. they he's when really steppenwolf good. was around i know but they're not they're they're just four and there's two kids in it so it's it's funny but um yeah it's the only bright spark apart from that it's a, it's a two star movie nothing nothing major uh, to talk about Nothing to write home about, as Billy Connolly once said, I, get, I think. <laughs> and that is why we don't have a review on the blog. There's nothing to write about. <laughs> no, exactly. I thought about it and I'm like, there's nothing to write about. But yes, the um, <laughs> the, the post-credit scene or the, the, the payoff that you have is worth the wait. So if you're on your seat when the, start, the credits start rolling, stay there because you'll have something cool. Um, Superman is back. <laughs> Superman Basically. is back. Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Henry Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Uh, so he drops at the very end to meet Black Adam and possibly ask him to to join the Justice League. So, um, well, not possibly. He's gonna do that for sure. But we don't see him do it. Do that. He just appears and say, "Hey, Black Adam, we need to talk." Or maybe but, throw uh, down. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, it was good seeing him again. He did. He he looked like he didn't age a day. Like he looked exactly like he looked in Man of Steel, um, and it was good seeing him again because I'm did really he have the little to, uh, uh, like hair curl. Yes, better than the uh, because I know that he didn't have have it in the um, Donna uh, of Donna Justice and even the Zack Snyder. Yeah, he. I don't think uh, he had I mean, it the at all. League, in I think in the three movies actually, Man of Steel, Don of Justice, and um, Justice League. Uh, Justice League. He did. He didn't have it. Right? Yeah. No. A little like. So yeah, he, the the curl, the, the hair curl, curl yeah, on he, his forehead. He, he has it uh, in this one. Yeah. Comic book accurate S curl. Yes, at last. Uh, so that's the, the only the, the revelation of Cavill coming back to Superman. 
seemingly ties in at least partially with him not being the Witcher anymore. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. So it means that he signed a contract with DC and Warner Brothers and said, yeah. okay, we'll need you back for movies. You need to secure this and this and this period for, for filmmaking. We don't m- maybe know the projects themselves, but maybe that's why it happened is that he said, okay, so I need to make a choice, The Witcher or Superman. And See, I don't buy that story completely because no there's no script ready yet there's no director yet which means they're not starting this movie until late 2024 if not early 2025 we have a we have a ways to go and they're going to be filming witcher season four as of the spring so what's your theory as to why henry cavill decided not to return to witcher season four henry cavill and again this is unfounded but it's based off of interviews and comments. Uh, Henry Cavill is a really big fan of The Witcher. Like he loves the games, he loves the books, he's very passionate about it. And the show's been taking some pretty major departures from the source material. And a couple of days before Henry publicly left, uh, the ex-producer of Witcher, and who was a writer, Bo Williams, uh, no, Bo DeMaio, he gave an interview to the either Variety or Vanity Fair. I can't remember which one, but major mm. trade. And he name-dropped The Witcher. He Because he was talking about X-Men 97. He said, one of the things I'm looking for on my team, because he's a showrunner, is that the writers have to be fans of the source material. And he was saying that on The Witcher, there were people in the writer's room who actively hated The Witcher. There's nothing wrong with not being a fan, uh, like Tony Gilroy and Andor. He's not a Star Wars fan, but he doesn't hate it either. But he said, Bo, Bo DeMaio was saying that there were people in the Witcher's writing room hated the games, hated the books, and would actively change things that they didn't like. And Henry being a big fan of the source material, it didn't sit with him well. So I think when the opportunity for Superman presented itself, I think he just said, I'd rather be in an environment that's more positive and healthy than work in something that's frustrating me. So I think he just saw a, an opportunity and mm. he's just, I think he had to hang it up because the way Cavill was talking about the Witcher and like all the press junkets, that dude like lives Witcher. Yeah, I know. He's supposed to be like a, a really a, a geek, huh? Kind yeah. Of, a geek, huh? Henry Cavill, yeah. Um, so, it's it, it yeah. opens up two questions saying that because first you mentioned Endor and it's funny when you say Tony Gilroy is not a really great fan of Star Wars which is funny because again the, the fact that he's 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 writing this show which we really all like I guess because it's it's a little different from what we have before it's more bu- bureaucratic more human more Andor is prestige TV wrapped in it's a It's prestige show. TV. And again, it works well. And maybe because it's the fact that the, the normal space opera Star Wars that Tony Gilroy doesn't like that much, he said, okay, I'll do something different. And it actually worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, I don't know if it's such a bad thing that you have people that are not too committed on the source material. That, and decide that's why to it's bring different to have someone who doesn't like versus hating. Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. That's yeah, the difference. And you said you use the word hate, which yeah. is pretty different for sure. Which is what Bodemaya uh, was saying. He said the writers hated The Witcher. 
second of all, if Henry Cavill is back as Superman, he's committed to Warner Brothers projects and future films and maybe series for HBO Max. Is that maybe still seals the deal on James Bond and maybe he won't be available to take that role <laughs> because he's being one of like highly considered actor to be James Bond. But if I would say the accepts, odds dropped significantly. I, for yeah, Havel, for sure. Bond. He won't be available to do James Bond because I yeah. know that Eon will have will want. A, they said a 12, 10 to 12 year uh engagement with him but yeah he won't be able to to be free he's he's working a lot henry cavill he's not he's not he's not as free as like actors like rich and madden or something so yeah. i yeah. i would say maybe even less so in the time frame but just in terms of the marketability when yeah. you see cavill you think superman you can't have people thinking superman and bond no it's true yeah but so. Yeah. Going back to him as Superman, uh, you wrote a piece I think a few w weeks back about like his legacy as Superman in the four films that we've seen him in. Yeah, and um, which you can find on Screen Hub Entertainment, <laughs> which you can find on Screen Hub Entertainment, our blog, uh, or Sean's blog actually. But um, I really liked it because again, I I do I totally agree Sean's with you when with we people, say by the way. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to forget the, our colleagues, uh, Alex, Eric, and, <laughs> and all, all the other guys, um, and Seb. Um, so I, I think I really 100% agree with you saying that Henry Cavill as Superman didn't reach his full potential yet because the movies he's been in didn't allow him to do so with his character. So I think that he absolutely need a Man of Steel 2 Yeah. And to get dig a little deeper into the ethos and pathos of Superman, and give him his Without chance to Zack do Snyder. that. Yeah, I don't think Zack Snyder understood Superman. No, well, if he understood him, he didn't really took the time to deep dive into him that much. Yeah. So I think Snyder uh, got the Justice League and he got Batman, but I he, I don't think he understood Superman. He got Batman really well. That that's one of the key things we can discuss. Is that I'm I'm a really big fan of the the Ben Affleck Batman that we got. But uh, yeah, I don't think he's such a Superman fan as you said. Um, so if we have, I don't like a Kevin Smith kind of guy to write the movie. I don't know if he would he would be such a good writer. But just have consultants who really, really, really understand Superman and just say, okay, well. We'll, we'll take Man of Steel 2 and do like a deep dive. Well, we won't focus on the villains that much, but more on him and have the background story that was missing um, from the previous films. I think of who would be a good films. pick to direct Man of Steel 2. And I both have a wide variety of options and no options at the same time. Well, I have a crazy idea, though. I'm just trying, I'm trying to see. Well... He won't. He'll never do it. Yeah, because I'm. I'm not sure he's interested. But I know Christopher Nolan produced. I think the first Man of Steel, right? Yeah. He would be again an ideal t choice to. But I can't see him do us, but he won't. He won't do it. Yeah. So, um, because again, I think he wants that realistic feel, and he won't get it with Superman. I don't think he wants that. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a crazy idea, like. Um, You want to hear like a crazy Colin, idea? Let me a Colin Trevorrow or uh, not Colin Ryan Trevor. Johnson, maybe, but yeah, no, not no. Bryce Dallas Howard. What, Bryce Dallas Howard to direct Superman too. Uh, I mean, Man of Steel too. Yeah. yeah, 
she she has talent as a director like she she's, she's getting the, she's getting good <laughs> she's getting real yeah. good yeah it's not a crazy idea no she would be great i'm not, I'm not sure if, I'm, I'm curious to see if she would be interested in such a project but uh because she's really implicated with disney and with lucasfilm mm-hmm. so uh yeah that would be great bryce Alice howard good 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 idea. Thank you. But I'm just trying to see if they can steal one of the directors who's been successful with Marvel, like John, a John Watts. Favreau kind of. Yeah. yeah, John Watts or John Favreau. Yeah, but again, they won't do it. They're too committed with with Disney. They can't. Yeah. They can't jump the fence. So yeah, it would need to be or just you know what? Basically, just ask Patty Jenkins, like Patty Jenk, because she, her Star Wars movie is not happening. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. she's still uh, doing last Wonder Woman film. Yeah, okay, she's so still doing the third one, but no. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a good question. Who would the direct man of steel yeah. to Or you can just go uh, like completely off the wall and do like George Miller or Stephen Knight. George Miller. George uh-huh. Miller Superman. Oh no, you know what? I know who could do it actually. If he's he has enough passion for the project, but I would say Shane Black, who mm-hmm. directed Iron Man Three. Which I is would... a terrible Iron Man movie but an excellent Tony Stark movie. Yes, but he's a good director. I think with the yeah. great, with the a good nice script, guys. he's a good director. But I, th- yes, I think Shane Black would be a good director for Man of Steel too. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, we'll need to think about it. But uh, overall, I'm, I'm excited to see him back. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited to see I'm, him. I'm still attached to him as Superman. I think that his physicality, he's he's nailing it. Yeah. Um, and he has I'm the potential. Not, and I want to see potential. him achieve that potential. Yeah. I'm not a fan of this Clark Kent because, again, he's supposed to be a fake person when he's Clark Kent because that's not his real personality. But he he's not – he's Superman when he's Clark Kent. He speaks the same way. And you're just like, no, man, you're supposed to be a little – speaks a little funny, be clumsy or yeah, whatnot. You're supposed to be a character. Very bit dork. Yeah, exactly. But there's none of this in, um, in Batman v Superman um, when we see him as Clark Kent. Uh, yeah. Well, Justice League is something else because he's not in the movie that much. But – yeah. So again, unexplored potential, but he has it. I mean, he with, with the right script that he can reach like his potential for sure. Yeah. All right. So, so we'll excited. move on to our main topic du jour, and topic that is our thoughts on the first season of House of the Dragon. We yeah, already talked about Rings of Power game. a little late <laughs> because it's been a few weeks. Uh, we already yeah. spoke about Rings of Power on the last episode, so if you haven't yes. seen that, go and check it out. Um, mm. which you can find out on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. Give yes. us a like, a review, follow, all that fun stuff. Super appreciated. Uh, so this time we're going to talk about House of the Dragon, which yes, season one. Um, let's just get it out of the way. What did you think? Uh, I'll let you start uh, no, because oh. I have – you're more, I think, of a, of a reader of uh, George R. R. Martin's material I than am I am. I'm currently reading so I'm Fire curious. and Blood. And I have exactly. like two, so I w- two more drafts for Westeros on the site coming up, and I just published one like yesterday. So, yeah. You're the main connoisseur, so please go go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll give my impression after. Okay, so show starts, and for the first four episodes – I'm thinking the show is just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're flying between like a 6.5 and a 7. I think at first it felt a little directionless. Um, I wasn't sure who I was supposed to root for. I didn't care for any of the characters. So the show did not hook me in. And 
I was a little frustrated with the first four episodes of the show. From episode five, which is the banquet wedding, onwards, and that includes the, the recasting and the time jumps, the show improved significantly. We went from 6.57 to probably nines for just about all the episodes. I don't know what happened. Maybe something happened in the writing through. Maybe with the time jumps to the recasting, things started to feel a little more focused. But it, it suddenly clicked for me and it started working. I became super engrossed. Um, my main problems with the show persist. I think the CGI on the show is rough <laughs> to say the least not only because of the cgi though um when you I, I was watching old clips of game of thrones uh like king's landing was filmed in croatia so you have the natural light of croatia on the set there's a lot of outdoor shots house mm-hmm. of the dragon feels like it was filmed in a studio it films it yes. feels like it was shot against the green screen for most of the time it was color corrected to be very gray and drab so it, it's not a visually aesthetically pleasing thing to watch which is a shame Mm -hmm. but the acting the writing the characters from that point on from five onwards were was exceptional i'll say that so overall was an uneven season with Mm -hmm. not the best visualization but in terms of like character growth um of the story being told at large the complexity of the story and the characters combined uh, i found myself completely engrossed i was in, very intrigued and now i'm reading fire and blood because i'm hooked i'm going to be reading knights of the seven kingdom afterwards i'm in i'm excited for season two bring it on yeah well said man thank you well said um it's funny because my girlfriend was asking me a really simple question because she saw that i was watch. She, she she watched a couple of episodes of of season one of house of the dragon and she knew i was watching rings of power and she did ask me which of the two shows did you prefer and if you would have asked me i don't know like a month ago i would have said rings of power was my favorite but <laughs> but, but with the finally with the finale we had and uh, i would say episode eight nine and ten of house of the dragon my my opinion switched and i think i said i prefer house of the dragon over rings of power i think that they really nailed the landing of the show it took a while and again i think that as soon i'll put it i'll put it simpler i think that as soon as they change the actresses they do the jump in time for mm-hmm. emma darcy and emilia cook i think her name is is it emilia cook yeah yeah Plays, uh, Allison, Olivia, Olivia Cook. Thank you. Um, I think that the show improves in significantly. Yeah. Um, so like, as you said, episode five onwards, I would say yes. Episode five, six, seven were quite good, but I think especially eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Like the show definitely just um, better and better and better. Like yeah. Each it's better and better. Exactly. Better. But I do agree with like the shortcomings of the, the show, like the CGI, I think borderline the, for the first I would say even the first nine episodes, except for the last one. The finale was really good. The finale visually. was really good visually, yeah. Yeah, but the the nine before it, the CGI was rough. I, there's no other way around it. 
Oh, really rough, close to dog shit, to be honest. And it's curious for a show like that. So they put their money elsewhere. It didn't have that much of a budget, but uh, it really showed. And it's it's crazy because, again, it's not a show. It's a show that's mostly indoors. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so like the few shots that you actually put where they're outside, like put 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 the whole prestige there for the, the two shots that you have of the exterior. So the rest do it in studio. It's fine. Yeah. They were also um, using the volume for some of the, the sets, which is what they use in Mandalorian for the backgrounds. And even with the volume, something about the backgrounds just felt flat. Yeah. Like Mando's use of the volume. I'm actually rewatching Mando right now. I can't tell half the time. Like even like most of the time. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, so it's a little obvious. But most of the time, you can't tell. House of Dragon, I'm like, that's a fake background. Obi Wan, you could tell it though. They use yeah, the Obi Wan and tell. everything. Everything looked flat in Obi Wan, yeah. unfortunately. But uh, yeah, so the C- I think the C- the CGI and the visual effects were I think the like the Achilles heel of the show. I think yeah. from beginning to end because the characters I did enjoy. I think they 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 evolved interestingly. I think Damon had really an interesting arc. Damon's He's quite interesting. Tart- uh, he's perhaps the best character on the show. I'm very curious about Eamon going forward. Eamon, Eamon was my is my second favorite. Yeah, he's so my second favorite. He, as well. he grows to be what Damon started to be at the at the start yeah. of the season, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's a the actor who plays him is from a show called The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So when I saw him, I was just like, baby monk. <laughs> yeah. No, and Eamon was a good character for sure. Like the the especially like as soon as he becomes an adult and he's missing his eye with his eye patch, he's threatening. Like yeah. a really the way he character. just stands and stares. Yeah, he's got so much resentment. But oh, he just stares. Also, he doesn't speak that much in the nah. uh, in the first season. He lo- he stares a but lot. In but yeah. almost like to compensate for his shortcomings, he made himself the most terrifying figure. At the same time, he's got the scariest dragon. Yeah. He's perhaps the best swordsman in the realm now, yeah, and true. like I, w- you wouldn't want to mess with Aemon. But also, I would say who else was real? I mean, the both girls were really good. I mean, yeah, both Olivia Cook great. and Emma Darcy. Emma Darcy especially was great. I think that her she carried much of the scenes with her, like when she was giving birth, especially the I, final episode. And I had never heard of Emma brutal. Darcy before the show. No, yeah, she's a newcomer. She didn't yeah. do much before. Yeah. Yeah, same for um, the uh, the younger actresses who play the younger version. I don't know these leads. I knew Olivia Cook. Yeah, she did uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, from and um, Spielberg. The film. Sound of Metal. Yeah. Yeah. So no, again, fantastic job by the actors. And again, we didn't mention, but um, the Reed actors, Simons? the uh, Patty Constantine, oh, Patty who play Constant. uh, Viserys. Give that man an Emmy. Really, really good. Yeah, really, when he really good. Walks back into the throne room. Yeah. And they're all like, Viserys, first of his name, and uh, the crown falls off. And then and Damon picks Damon it picks up, up and puts him on that his head. That was uh, an accident. Yeah, I yeah. read that too. It's And it's, thank God for the accident. I mean, it was such powerful, it's the best part of the, powerful <laughs> moment. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was another part, it's not an improvised, but in the episode before when um, Vaiman, all the names sound the same on the show, but Vaiman was like, your, your children are bastards Bastards! and she is a whore and then Viserys is all like bring me his tongue Damon just cuts off his head and just he can keep his tongue 
I was like, that was the most gangster shit I've seen on TV in such a long time. Yeah, that was good. But uh, I was waiting for that word to come out. I was like, for sure he's going to say it. And you're like, Damon Metzman's nose is like, say it. Say it. Come on. (laughs) And if you rewatch the clip, you see uh, Emma Darcy. She just looks over to Damon and gives this really small nod. She just goes as if like giving permission. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. No, really good. Again, that was in episode eight, but eight, nine, ten was were eight, fantastic. Okay. And again, I, I think that it's it's okay that we felt that the first season was. I'm trying to find a better word. Than inconsistent. Like, we're, we're inconsistent, but also just like um, unimpressive at times. Really flat. Really just um, conversations in closed rooms. Not. There's no, there's no breathing like in the fresh air. There's no, yeah. It lacks ambition. I think it's the words I'm, I want to use. It also lacks again, the tangibility. I think like Game of yes. Thrones. There's so many outdoor shots that you feel like you're part of this world, and I never had that sensation with this show. But it's gonna change, I guess, because if you remember correctly, you remember the first season of Game of Thrones. So in 2010, it was pretty much. Similar to this one, you had maybe more outdoorsy scenes, but a lot more. But it was that, smaller scale, but still smaller scaled. So I'm I'm thinking, if this show is doing well and people seem to be engaged after the finale, they seem to like it, and if it gains like the the viewings, same the same viewings as Game of Thrones had, it's gonna be bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's gonna it's gonna reach that that potential that Game of Thrones reached uh, on season four, I guess. And eventually. unlike Game of Thrones, this show has a written conclusion already. Like, yes, you can read the book right now, and you'll know how it ends. Yeah. Unlike Game I haven't, of Thrones, I which... haven't read I haven't read the Dance of Dragons, so I don't know exactly what happens. But I have a I have a theories i guess or i have predictions but i'm we'll currently <laughs> reading fire and blood because i was like well I need, I need to plunge back into this world um but i'm not i'm not at the dance of dragons yet i'm maybe 200 pages in i'm at jaharis the first which is okay so the predecessor, the predecessor gave yeah. is crowned to viserys yeah, okay. yeah so that's where i'm at right now before that you get the egg on the conqueror and then you get magor the cruel so you just you get the whole history essentially from like conquest onwards Interesting. George R. Um, R. Martin's a madman. Just... He has like he's written out like this whole entire history to this world. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I was a little disappointed, and I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like that in the book, but I, I just thought that the other families didn't play a huge part. Like the Starks so I, and I Lannisters wanted, families. Yeah, the Stark, the Lannisters, but even we had like the, um, the current Baratheon sitting on the throne yeah. at Stormans. I, was I think we're gonna get Stormans, more of them but... in the subsequent seasons. I would like that because uh, again, like I really dig, I really did enjoy like the, the scene in the the storm at storm's end uh, when Lucerus comes and Aemon is already there, and that the the, <laughs> the, the Baratheon guy seems to be where's like, a maester? Cat. Yeah, where's the maester? Because he can't, and can't, can't read. read. Yeah, he's a lord, so. but he can't read. And so I yeah, thought that exactly. was a nice detail. So. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, it it really reminded us of um, King Robert, basically. Yeah, a little bit okay. like the arrogance <laughs> and the yeah. the laziness of how he treats his post. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, brings the power of the, the three major shows that are on right now. Brings the power was probably the, the top, but it's dropped to the three out of three. 
We'll wait mm. to see where Andor goes, but Andor and House of the Dragon are they're vying for first place right now. It's a it's a struggle to pick one. Yeah, and Andor needs to stick the landing because right now in the last few episodes, maybe two or three, um, it's the pace is really slower. And I I will say that the first prison episode was my least favorite, but yesterday's episode, which was episode nine. Mm-hmm. was my second favorite of the whole show. Really? Yeah. It had some good compo- and good things in it. There's a lot of scenes with the Empire in this one. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And Andy Serkis was, in was the good. show was great. But and, and we're getting yeah, ahead of ourselves. We're going to yeah, be yeah, talking yeah, about sure. Andor we, when the show we'll is done. We'll discuss Andor eventually. How many, how many episodes, though, we're Within lacking? 12. It's 10, 11, 12, 13, right? Uh, 12. Mm. Oh, it's 12. So yeah. only three. That's it. Jesus. All right. Yeah, three um, left. So we'll, we'll try to get Alan back on the show to talk about that. Uh, but it, it's hard to place which one's better, House of the Dragon or Ender. That was more the, the point that I was trying to make. But House of the Dragon overall, considering the last three episodes that for me were great, like above great, just close to exceptional, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of the season, less so, but still interesting. Um, I would say I would give maybe close to an eight, but not like I would say if I'm generous, I'm, I would say eight. If I'm less generous, I would say 7.5, but I would go with an 8. I think yeah. that this show has potential. Um, I mean, and if an they, eight they or continue... 8.5. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say 8. Eight's, yeah. eight's a good number. Eight I would say good. it's a, it's Yeah, it's Because it's good. inconsistent. Like, so the first four, we're looking at 7s and 6.5s. And yes. And then we're yeah. looking at, like, 8.5s, 9s going forward. So 8 seems like a healthy, safe average. Yeah, and if again they like the the audience is is ready. It's it what twenty twenty four they do they they yeah, air it's gonna be a while. <laughs> okay, so it's two years. Um, if people are still here for more Game of Thrones, I think like they they'll be able to give us even more that we that we hope for yeah. or that we saw in season one. So I think that I'm 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 optimistic that they'll go beyond like for for the other seasons. Because season uh, because one was kind of just the like war- set up. <laughs> Yeah, it's a setup for the Dance of the Dragons. So yeah. the war is the the civil war in the in the Targaryens clans is going to start next season. So yeah. you're you're already in in the conflict when I'm you. I'm curious start. to see if those beginning episodes get better on a rewatch, and or if they get better once the show is concluded. Possibly, yeah, yeah that's a good point. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm wondering. I'm definitely. I feel like this sh- is a show that needs to be rewatched. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to think if I'm going to rewatch it eventually. Maybe will. not. Maybe not soon, but eventually. Yeah, I'll probably try to claim a. There's already a Blu-ray coming out, so I'll probably claim a Blu-ray copy for myself. I got the other Game of Thrones on physical, so I'll just add it to my Game of Thrones shelf. Good plan. That's, Good plan. You already do. told me about the Blade Runner 4K, so I'm just like yeah, shit. There's a Blade more, Runner more 4K, 4K coming out. Uh, 4K <laughs> Blu-ray, so that that's yeah. something to tempt I have you. A c- I have a couple 4Ks because I have um I have an Xbox One so I can read 4K on my mm-hmm. 4K TV. Um, I have well, how many movies in 4K? I have, I have three actually. I have Dune because I thought it was a perfect movie to buy in yeah. 4K. Uh, for some reason, I have the original Halloween, <laughs> which I just bought for Halloween, but it's really crisp on a 4K TV. It's really it's really nice. And I have for some reason the um what's the the Untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're missing then? You need what? the uh, Lord of the Rings 4K restoration. 
I guess, you but do. I have full, I have the DVDs and I have the Blu-rays. I I'm but have like, you seen the really 4K? shitty have, about mice? No, but okay, go on no. YouTube and just look at Lord of the Rings 4K comparison. Okay, I'll and then come back to me. What what you think about that? Because I've seen what the 4K restoration looks like. <laughs> yeah. All right, all yeah. right, you got me. I'll I'll have a look, but yeah. uh, I'll see if I buy them after. Uh, it's fifty eight minutes, bro. So I don't know if we want to. There's anything else? I have we one quick to topic. We only take a couple of minutes yeah. on it. Yeah. The sure. trailer for Avatar two came out. Just yes. Quick thoughts. I haven't seen it, so please explain it. Oh, to you me. haven't seen it? <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm sorry. Okay, so the trailer for I Avatar saw the original teaser out. on. The, in theaters and whatnot but the new t- the new trailer i haven't seen it no. okay so nutshell version is it looks great the visuals are absolutely gorgeous i don't know if i care about the story still <laughs> but it was the first time as we we spoke about it, it was the first time again it's 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 the same thing it's just that it's we well the visuals are going to be outstanding for sure we're oh, just yeah. like okay it's going to be groundbreaking sure yeah but the story we don't care that's, yeah, even that's with this the whole trailer, point of Avatar. Which, it was the same thing in, tw- in 2009. Yeah. And this trailer showed a bit the tra- more the of the story, a little bit more. Yeah. But I'm watching the trailer, and all I can think about, like, this looks pretty. And I'm just, I watched it again. I'm like, do I care about the story? So I'm, it's such a conflicting thing. I'm not, per se, interested to see this movie, but I also can't wait to see it in IMAX. <laughs> I know, and it's but if you get back like in your mind when you were even like um like younger in two thousand nine when you f- saw the first Avatar. I mean, I think even at that age, I knew, I knew that I bought this film afterwards not because I care for the story and the characters. I never did. It's just the movie is gorgeous. It looks great, and I think that's why James Cameron is still gonna succeed with this one. People are still gonna go see it for the visual experience, mm-hmm. and they won't care about well. I hope so. Again, it, we're we're such in a new era in terms of cinema right now. We have, I'm, a, I'm we have standards how... and expectations. So, yeah. but then at the same time, going back to Black Adam, Black Adam has like a forty something on Rotten Tomatoes, but it also has mm-hmm. what like an eighty six or something like that audience score. What do you expect? What's your prediction for Avatar uh, two? Uh, way of the ways of water, way the, of water, what the, uh, would... way of water. With the way of water, like what's my how prediction is, on the tomato it, meter? Tomato meter, but also I think uh, box office numbers. How do you think it's going to perform? Tomato. I think. Let me just take a look up quickly here. Avatar one Rotten Tomatoes has a score. It must be like uh, it must be like end of seventies, early eighties percent. I guess no. I'm googling it right now. So. Avatar has an 82% tomato yeah, and audience. It's tied. Isles, I mean, who knows? This is a wild turkey guess. But I'll say Avatar 2 will come in somewhere between 78 and 80. Yeah, small, pretty much maybe, small range. Well, 78 to 80. But a little lower, yeah, yeah. pretty much. And yeah. in terms of blockbuster... Um, because at the time Avatar One shattered all the records, yeah. but it changed after a while. But I'm curious if it's gonna do the same, which I'm not sure it will. I think Avatar Two will definitely. It's a billion dollar movie. 
I, it, yeah, that I can understand. I but don't it see won't, it being it a two be billion one. dollar movie. No, yeah. no, I don't think it. Will. I, think I think it, it will. It'll probably. do one billion, but not. Yeah, not I more don't see that. it doing more than one point five. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Yeah. One. But who knows? Because who knows? Stranger yeah, things. Yeah, who knows? Happened. But again, it's just that people haven't been talking about Avatar since it came out. That which is so it's so funny because. Um, that's why movies like I don't know The Dark Knight Rises or freaking Avengers movies, like were hyped because we we had movies before that and mm -hmm. people were invested in the Marvel universe and the characters, and the the superheroes. Not here. I mean, yeah. that, that's what's funny is that there's no conversation did, over the last like no. twelve years about Avatar apart from and you that there's no conversation about Avatar. <laughs> No, and you mentioned that so perfectly last time we talked about it. It's just that people are, are they, they don't give two shits about Avatar. They just want, if they go see it, and I'm sure they will, and I'll, I'll go and you'll go. It's just for, okay, we know Cameron. We know how he works. He's going to break standards again in terms yeah. of visual experience. Like he and has mocap mo in water for this movie. Yeah. Like that blows my mind. It's insanely impressive. I want to see how that's realized on screen. Yeah. But do I care about that's, the story? I'm not excited for the story. No. <laughs> no, really not. Uh, no, the story. I haven't watched the first Avatar for a long time. I, need to I watched it before it, it was removed on Disney Plus, And it's like perfectly three stars. And oh, If not, two, if not two, two and a half, half of, yeah. If not two and a half in terms of story, but I, I need, I guess, this movie. I need to watch it either in Blu-ray or 4K if it's available, and see how it, how the images is, is like really maxed out. When I, I was watching it on Disney Plus, I did as much as as imaginative as the world was. I did notice some age. You did it really, did. yeah. Yeah. Thought this movie was ageless in time. In terms no, of there were there was some effects, stuff no. with the visual effects. I was just like, oh okay, like it wasn't bad, but to me it stood out as oh like yeah. No wonder, man. It's been it's been 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> since the f and uh, God knows we've done some. Uh, we've we, done we've some come away since then. We've come a long way since since then. So yeah. Yeah. So. Um, But it's so a nice way to close the episode. So Avatar, Way of Water, we'll discuss it eventually in, in December for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll give you our impressions when it comes out. And uh, yeah, curious. We'll see. Curious as well. All right, bro. It was uh, a good 30th episode. Thank you for this uh, good anniversary edition. And uh, next time around, uh, maybe, no, it's maybe it's going to be too early for the, the, finally, uh, the finale of Endor. Yeah, um, I, don't, I think we're just going to miss it, so... Maybe two episodes from now we'll have Andor finale. Next week, yeah. next time, who knows? No, who knows? Maybe we'll do uh, another topic entirely, not discussing current news. Yeah, with, I think uh, we're in else. need of doing a topic. Yeah, I think so. I'll uh, yeah. I'll think of something. I'll propose something to you. But uh, we'll uh, we'll do something else next episode. We'll yeah. discuss maybe our uh, our picks or of our libraries, our film libraries, uh, yeah. nostalgia or throwback Thursday kind of thing. I also we'll, reached we'll out similar. to uh, Average Jays who've been on the the show before. See if yeah, they yeah. want to be back on the show. They're super down. I'm thinking maybe nice. we can get them to do uh, if they want to come beginning of January. We could do a most Good anticipated plan. 2023 with them. Good idea. Thank yeah, you. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll note it in my agenda, but that's a great idea. I'm, Thank you. So I look forward to that in uh, the weeks to come because we're already in November. 
Yes, I'd, man, and it's a boring month, but uh, I'm sure we'll find some good movies in that time. We'll squeeze some uh, movies in there. We'll squeeze some shows in there. And before you know it, Christmas time. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. So on that note, keep drinking. Have a good one, buddy. Thank and, you. And uh, keep, keep saving the day in ACQs. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll, I'll put on my spandex and save the day. Uh, but the real <laughs> heroes are the ones who listen to this show. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I sir. Damn right, that's you. That's you guys. That's you guys. Thanks for <laughs> listening, right. everyone. Making, uh, getting us the thirty episodes. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sean. Have a good one, buddy. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.